Um, okay, so today um, uh, we're going to be um, in First uh, Samuel thirty, First uh, Samuel uh, chapter thirty, verse one through four. I just typed it in the screen there, um, but with the other scriptures and stuff, be sure if anybody wants to type it in, uh, feel free to do so. So First Samuel uh, chapter thirty. Uh, verse 1 through 4. I'll say it one more time. First uh, Samuel chapter 30, verse 1 through 4, in case anyone's looking forward, trying to find it. I'm reading from the King James Version, okay? Um, it says, uh, uh, now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites uh, had invaded the south and Ziklag, uh, Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken captive the women and those uh, who were with, who were there from the small to the great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city and there it was burned with fire. Their wives, their sons, their daughters have been taken captive. David and the people who were with him lifted their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. They lifted their voices and they wept until they had no more power uh, to weep. Uh, And I just want to read that one more time because that's kind of the point of emphasis. Verse four, then David and the people who were with them lifted their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Uh, The title of today's message is, I'm done doing that. Uh, Somebody could put that in the message. I'm done doing that. I'm done with it. I'm over it. I'm done doing that. That they wept until, I see you see it. They wept until they had no more power to weep. The title is I'm done doing that. Let's pray. Dear God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for bringing us safely to this part of our weekend, Lord. We ask that as your Holy Spirit leads us, Lord God, through this uh, lesson, Lord God, that uh, you will speak to us, Lord God. The word will uh, be implanted into our hearts, Lord God, and will bear fruit, uh, and we will live this out, Lord God, and teach others. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Yeah, the title is I'm Done Doing That. So now check out David's situation. Here we see David and his men, right, uh, totally devastated by what they encountered when they came home. They were out taking care of other business. They come home, and they see the whole city burned down, total devastation, lost everything. Not only was everything burned down, their family was taken away captive. Now watch this. We have the benefit of hindsight, you know, where we read the story and we see what happened and we understand that they're not dead. We just know that they're taken captive. They don't know what has happened to them. They just know that they're not there. They just know that we see everything burned to the ground, total devastation. Everything that we thought we had, we came back to and we have no longer. And uh, the people that we love, the people that we were around, our community, our families, our, our sons, our daughters, Everything is gone, and we have no clue why this happened. Imagine being gone for a while, and then you come back to the situation where you want to see your family, and you think everything's normal, and you come back to to fire, to devastation, to nothing being there. You can only imagine all the things that they're feeling. Listen, they're feeling pain. They're probably super confused. They have a sense of loss. They're weeping. It says they wept until they could weep no more. They probably got a sense of anger. What in the world is happening here? And the truth of the matter is at times in our lives, we can relate to the same things we see them going through. We have gone through this same thing ourselves. And some of us, by the way, might even be going through some of it right now, where there are parts of our lives that seem destroyed. There are parts of our lives that seem uh, that are out of control. And by the way, the things that we see happening sometimes in our lives, just like them, they weren't in control of what happened to them. They were gone, right? While they were gone, the, the women, the wives, the kids, all the stuff was taken from them. The city was burned down. This happened while they were gone. This was not in their control. And sometimes you go through life and, and something happens to you, whether it's at work, 
whether it's a family dynamic, whether it's an illness, uh, whether it's your car just breaking down for no reason and something happens and it's beyond your control. It could be a loss of job, drama on the job. It could be one sickness for a lot of people. One illness can financially bankrupt you. Something happens and it's 100% beyond your control. A relationship dynamic that went wrong and it had nothing to do with anything that, that you had to do, anything that you wanted to do. It was totally somebody else. Listen, losing everything that you had, one, you, you thought you had this, thought that this thing was secure, thought that this deal was going to go down, thought that this new place was going to be, this new apartment, a new house, a new this was going to mean a new beginning for you, a new something. And it totally ended up not being anything new at all for you. And it turned out to be actually the opposite, something bad. Have you ever thought that a situation was going to be a blessing or a situation was going to be great for you? And as it turns out, the situation was a mess. Now watch this. And sometimes you're in a situation where you're doing everything you know how to do and we still suffer setbacks. You got to understand this was a surprise. While they were out handling one thing, while they were out doing the thing that they were supposed to be doing, the thing that they knew to do, they were out handling their business. I see you, Ma. While they're out there handling something else, something else in their life was going haywire. Have you, have you ever felt like in your life too much is just happening at one time? And while I'm trying to focus on this, and I'm trying to get this fixed and I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to live right in this area and I'm trying to straighten this out and I'm trying to get this together that this thing now something else in my life is starting to go haywire and this is going out of control that while I'm handling business on one thing here's something else that goes wrong and you're like I cannot handle one more thing being out of control in my life. I see you, my, yes, help us, Jesus, that while I'm trying to fix this, and watch this, while I'm fixing this and doing what I know to do and I see progress, now all of a sudden, here this goes. Now here comes this drama. Something else is going on. And sometimes it seems like there's just multiple things happening, and you're like, I do, I cannot handle all this happening at one time. Well, this is exactly what it happened. Because listen, sometimes just because you like, like, I can't handle all of this happening at one time doesn't mean it still ain't all going to happen at one time. <laughs> right? Listen, we get these situations like, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's amazing also how sometimes these things, watch this, because this is what's happening to David. I'm just trying to set up how David is going through some of the same things we uh, go through now. Uh, watch this, how these will affect your relationships. Okay? Remember, we're in 1 Samuel 30, verse 4, uh, verse 1 through 4. But I want to jump down to verse 6. This will also affect your relationship. So watch this. First Samuel 30, verse 6. Now David was greatly distressed. Watch this. For the people spoke of stoning him. Okay? These are the men he was fighting with. Watch this. Now David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of the people was grieved every man for his sons and his daughters. Watch this. The people who followed him, who supported him, who went to war with him, now they want to kill him even though they like he was with them like i didn't i didn't take everybody's stuff i didn't burn the stuff down i was with but now they want to kill him the same guys who had his back the same guys who went to war the same guys who were his boys the same guys who were away with him have now turned to him and now they want to stone him and now they want to kill him but it wasn't because they hated him it was because they were hurt and they could not process the extreme grief that they were under it is funny and 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 and, and shocking sometimes the things we will do um, when we don't know how to process our own emotions, okay? It's funny how sometimes we will turn on people. We will not want to talk to anybody. We want to be isolated. We will make enemies out of friends simply because we don't know, watch this, how to process our emotions and how we are feeling. I got to take it out on somebody, so I'm going to take it out on Charmaine. That is not the way that we're supposed to handle these emotions. Now, watch this. Now, we do that, but sometimes other people do that to us. Watch this. I need to encourage somebody this morning. Watch this. I see you, Ma. I see you. I see you. See, watch this. Some attacks on you 
from other people, whether they're people you're close to or whether people who have, you know, uh, 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 or people you may know just kind of like in, in passing or whatever. Sometimes those attacks on you have nothing to do with you, but has everything to do with a battle that they have inside of them. Okay, listen to me, Tanya, not every single person who comes at you, Mike, not every single person who comes at you has actually a problem with you. Sometimes it's not you. Sometimes it's something inside of them that is raging a war within itself and they are taking it out on you. They didn't have anything against David. They, they didn't have nothing against David. They were just upset because of what had happened. The city was burned down. The women and the kids and the, the cattle and the sons, they're all gone and they don't know who to take it out on. They were going to take it out on him. So here's some things we got to make sure we understand when we're in this situation. Number one, do not take it personal. Okay. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal that that you know uh, uh, Charmaine wants to come in I can't take that person when she comes and attack me because she probably has something going on inside of her that is causing her to come at me do not take it personal it's hard but we can't take it personal I see you Tanya watch this don't let how they treat you define you don't let what they call you start to define you and you take that as a, as as a as a defining moment or as a label for you don't allow their name to become your label and no matter what they if Sierra they want to call you you know, were you insecure and you're bougie and you're this or Mike, you're this and you're that. Don't take what they try to call you and make it your label. It's not. Don't let how they treat you define you. That's not you. That's what they're saying about you. And that's coming from a place that is not sincere. Number three, watch this. When they, when they, when they came at David, I see you, Charmaine, when they came at David, watch this. We got to have the it's you, not me mentality. You ever see these little uh, like relationship shows or you've been in a relationship with somebody trying to break up with somebody and you use that line, believe me, uh, it's me, it's not you. I'm saying have the reverse mentality, believe me. It's you. It's not me. Okay. That's the mentality we got to have that whatever it is that's drawing this anger and that's drawing this stuff from you that's coming my way. It ain't got nothing to do with me, but it's got everything to do with you. Remember, we hear that we wrestle not, it says it in the Bible, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and evils in high places. Okay. Um, uh, 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 and, 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 Remember, we're doing our Ephesians Bible study, and so we'll get to that chapter in Ephesians where we talk about that. But we got to have that mentality that even though some people may come at us and they'll say all kinds of evil and things about you, it ain't got nothing to do with you. It's got every single thing to do with them and something that they are going through. All right, now watch this. I see you, Tanya. I got to work on it too because I still get mad. I, listen, I'm with you. Y'all know me. I ain't preaching from a standpoint of I got this perspective. I'm teaching from what the Holy Spirit told me and what I got to do. And I think we all can kind of relate to it. I'm with you, Tanya. I got to work just as well. So it's me, it's you, not me mentality. Watch this. Pray for them and help them if you can, but do not internalize it. Don't inter- Those negative things, those negative words that they say about you and those things that they do, and you know it ain't true. Listen, I see you, Ma. It is confirmation. It's confirmation for me too. Pray for them. Help them if you can but do not internalize it. Don't make it about you. It ain't you, okay? Don't let it define you. Here we go. I'm not saying it's easy, y'all, but it's what we got to do. So here we go. So we see David, right? Watch this. They come back, him and his men, the fire, uh, uh, they, everything's burnt down. Everything's destroyed. The, 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 the wives and the kids and cattle and, and all stuff, all that stuff's taken away, right? And now it has even gotten to the point where David's men, David's boys, the people who were with David, now all of a sudden they want to stone him. They've taken it out on the wrong person, right? So, so here we go. So we see ourselves in a similar situation. And then we get to this point right here. I see you, Ma, in verse four. And this is so important, y'all. If you are ever looking for a turning point in your life, if you are ever looking for a point where you can pivot from like where you are to go to a different place, this, this is your scripture. First Samuel 30, 
uh, verse four, watch this. I'm going to read it in three different versions. Okay. King James version says, then David and the people who were lit with him lifted their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Y'all, they cried until they just couldn't physically cry anymore. This is our pivot point, y'all. Here we go. NLT says, they wept until they could weep no more. That they cried and weeped until they just couldn't weep anymore. Watch this, NIV. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. Watch this, y'all. At some point in our lives, when we go through these things and we see devastation and we see disappointment and we see rejection and we see frustration and it feels like we're not making any progress on certain things, we have to get to the point where we can no longer weep. Watch this. Whether it's the fact that we just don't have the strength to do it, whether I cried all I could cry and just physically I cannot cry anymore, as the way they said, David, or you just don't have the power to do it, physically I can't do it. Watch this. Or we get to the point where I no longer have the desire to cry anymore about this. I'm done crying about this. Okay. I'm done being sad about it. I'm done being mad about it. I'm done being disappointed with it. I have lost the desire. I've lost the capability. I lost the power. I lost the strength to mourn this. I've lost the strength to weep over this. I've lost the strength and the desire, the want to be mad about this. Whatever it is, we have to get to the point where we say within ourselves, I'm done doing that. There it is. I'm done, watch this, doing that, and I'm ready to move on. Come on, y'all. I'm done doing that. I'm done living in an emotional reaction to this. Whatever your this is, I don't know. And watch this, whatever your this is, and all of us have multiple thises. If I could, if I could go into it, we have multiple ones. And they say, I am done with this. I'm done doing that. Listen, I'm moving forward. Watch this. I'm done living. I see you, Ma. I see you, see. Watch this. I'm done living. I'm done living in a remote emotional reaction to that. I'm done living emotionally and reacting emotionally to it. I'm done sitting here. I'm over it. I'm over this and I'm over it. This is done. Sometimes we have to confess and we've got to say out of our mouths that whatever this, whatever your this is, it's got to say, this is over. This is done. This is over. I'm over it. It's done and I'm moving forward, right? Now watch this. We got to understand that everything uh, has its time and everything has its season. That's a, I see you, Charmaine. That's a principle that we learned early on in Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. I'm just going to read it. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. Um, if you want to type it in the screen, Ecclesiastes is spelled E-C-C-L-E-S-I-A-S-T-E-S. That's right, Sierra. Oh, and you spelled it right. All right, here we go. Verse one, watch this. To everything, there is a season. So listen, I'll get to that. I'll get to that point next. To everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Watch this. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of 
peace, that everything, <laughs> auto spell, I'll tell you, that to everything there is a season. And some of us need to make up in our minds that I'm no longer going to stay in seasons of weeping when that season is over. I'm no longer staying in a season of mourning when that season is over. I'm not going to stay frustrated. I'm not going to stay mad. I am moving on from this. This season is over. But what this shows us is that you do make room for your feelings. Because look, God gave us those feelings. You can't experience loss of a loved one and not feel sad or not mourn that person, right? You can't experience disappointment from maybe losing a job or not landing a job that you wanted or, or, or some kind of betrayal happens in a friendship or in a relationship. You're not going to go through that and not feel what you feel. But the point is, is that we make room for our emotions. We make room for our feelings. But when it's time to make a move, we don't stay there and stand there. We move that we move the way David moved, that once I've cried all that I could cry, whether it's physically I can't cry anymore or emotionally I'm just not going to do this anymore, we get to the point where we say, I'm done doing that. Not crying about it anymore. Now let's watch David moving forward. Watch this. Three points we want to look at David moving forward, and I'm done with y'all this Sunday. Watch this. Verse six, this is point number one. Encourage yourself in the Lord. I know it sounds super church-like, but I'm going to break this down for you. Watch this. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Verse number six says, uh, I'm going to read from the King James Version, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. Uh, uh, That's New King James Version. Now watch this. King James Version says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Okay? And so we need to find our encouragement in the Lord, and that's where we'll find, watch this, our strength. Okay? Encourage yourself in the Lord. It says David strengthened himself in the Lord his God, right? Sometimes the only encouragement you need is going to come from within you. Listen, sometimes you may be in a situation, Charmaine, and you may hurt so much, Denise, and 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 and, and I can say all the words I can say to you, but it's not going to suffice to encourage you the way that you need to be encouraged. That kind of encouragement is only going to come from within within you. You can get on as many Zoom church calls as you want. You can watch TD Jakes on TBN on a 24-hour marathon for three months. And But sometimes the only encouragement that's going to work for the situation that you're in is going to come from within you. The way David couldn't go to nobody else. Everybody else wanted to stone him. He couldn't go to anybody else. He had to strengthen himself and he had to encourage himself, watch this, in the Lord. And so sometimes it's not going to be about calling calling you know uh, me at two o'clock in the morning. And sometimes it's not going to be about texting Mike Hackley at four o'clock in the morning. Sometimes what it's going to be is it's not going to be you emailing Tanya and hoping that, you know, Tanya's got an encouraging word for you. Why that may help and why that is, is fine as a supplement. Sometimes the only encouragement that you're going to be able to get when you need it is going to come from where? Within you, where you're going to have to encourage yourself. Now, remember, this is kind of an impact principle, y'all, that your relationship with God is you and God, that the church has built this crutch mentality where it's like, I need this person to pray for me because if they pray for me, my prayer is going to get answered. Or I need to be able to call, you know, Pastor Rick at three in the morning. He's such a great pastor because he calls and he's available 24 seven. You can call him anytime at night. But if that's the case, then why are you still on an emotional roller coaster and sometimes doing it? Because it's because it's you. You need to talk to God. You need church got us thinking that that going on where, you know, everyone else uh, has what we need and I need someone else to get me close to God and someone else can do that. It is great to have someone with you, but it's got us wanting to be spoon fed the word where the only time I get the word is when somebody's preaching it. It's got a spoon. We get spoon fed the word. That's the only way I get the word. And, and that's what I need. Right. Or or pray for this for me. Answer the phone all hours of night when I call you. Encourage me when I'm down. I need you to do this, do this, do this, do this. But when it comes down to it, it is about your relationship 
with God. Now, listen, all that is fine from time to time, okay? All that is fine as a supplement. But if you can't get this thing for yourself, you will always be on an emotional and, more importantly, a spiritual roller coaster that always depends on somebody else. And the sad thing is, is that your deliverance and your salvation, more importantly, does not depend on anybody else. It depends on you and it depends on God. And so we've got to break this, 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 um, now, again, we talk about, we've talked about relationships and those dynamics or whatever. I'm not saying you should be totally independent and not rely on people and pray with people and have people in your life who uplift and encourage you. But when it comes down to it, you have to understand that I've got to get this thing for who? For myself. Everything else is supplemental, but it is me uh, and God, okay? So point number one, you've got to find your strength in the Lord. He had to encourage himself in the Lord, and that's where he found his strength, okay? being able to encourage himself. Uh, Number two um, uh, uh, is prepare yourself to hear from God. Now watch this. You're going to read in the next verse where, uh, so yeah, point number two, prepare yourself to hear from God. You'll see in the next verse that David asked for the ephod. Now an ephod, um, if you uh, read back in the Old Testament, um, uh, it was like a garment worn by the priest, um, usually the high priest or someone like performing priestly duties right now. Um, in the Old Testament, early in Exodus and Leviticus, and we go to our verse-by-verse Bible study, we'll, we'll, we'll dive a little bit more deeply into it. Um, you'll see that it was like created for the high priest, right? But there were several times uh, when you read um, if in Chronicles, um, I think the Second Chronicles and in Samuel, um, where David would wear it too. Now, David would put it on when he would be inquiring God about something, when he wanted to ask God something. So what he did was he says, listen, go get the ephod because I need to talk to God about something. He strengthened himself, then he prepared himself to talk to God. But why this. It was a multi-purpose kind of thing when it came to the ephod. They would put it on, but it was used almost to hear like, 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 like what an oracle would do or someone who could speak prophetically or talk about the future and get insight or wisdom, right? The, now, that's just deep kind of Bible study stuff with the, with the ephod. The point is, is that he knew that he had to prepare himself to hear from God right? So he strengthened himself. In the, I, I wept all I could weep. I'm done, done doing that. So what I need to do, I encourage, he encouraged himself in the Lord and he prepared himself to do what? To hear from God. What, watch this. He knew how to prepare himself to hear from God. What is your preparation method to get in the space to hear from the Lord, your God? Tanya, what do you do? Charmaine, what do you do? Denise, what, what do you do? Do you know how to quiet things? Do you know how to separate yourself? Do you know how to slow things down? Do you know how to put yourself in a position and in a place to where you are hearing from God as to what to do next? And so he strengthened himself in the Lord. He prepared himself to hear from God. He asked for the ephod. Put yourself in that position to hear from God and prepare uh, in your space to hear what God is trying to tell you, okay? And that can come through uh, 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 hearing from, uh, you know, reading through reading scriptures or hearing something in the song and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will speak to you or from hearing a message like this and God will confirm something to speak to you like that. But again, it's about understanding that I need to hear from him for myself. Now watch this. Point number three, and it's the last one. He did what? David, watch this. He asked the right question, okay? He asked the right question. Watch this. As you read down, uh, it says, so David inquired of the Lord. Now watch this. It says, he, he asked him, should I go after them? Will I overtake them? It's interesting that he didn't ask God, what should I do? Okay? He didn't say, hey, what should I do about this? He says, hey, should I go after them? 
Will I overtake them? Okay. Are we asking the right questions? Watch this. This is where we got to rely on. This is where this personal relationship comes so important. Y'all watch this. The Holy Spirit lives in us. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. You can read that in John 16, 13. Okay. John 16, 13 talks about the, the, the Holy Spirit leading us into all truth. Watch this. He will instruct you. He will lead you. The Holy Spirit will guide you. The Holy Spirit will nudge you. Uh, it, it, you know, sometimes you do something and, and, and say, you know what? Something was telling me I should have did this. Or something was telling me I should have went here. Something was telling me I should have called to check in on you. Something was telling me I should have did this thing differently. And, I, and, and sometimes we listen to it and it works out. Sometimes we don't listen to it and, you know, and it doesn't work out. But that something was telling me to, that's the Holy Spirit nudging you telling you, leading you, and guiding you. And so when David inquires of God, he is asking him this, this thing that I'm thinking I should do, this nudge that I have. I see you, Mom. This nudge that I feel in my spirit telling me to go pursue and go after them. And, and, and will, I, will it work out? Will, I, will it be successful or won't it? He instructs them and, and, and God tells him, yes, you should go after it and you will uncover all of it. David was saying, God, something in me is saying I should go after them. Should I go after them? Should I recover it? And God answered that question and confirmed exactly what David was thinking and confirmed that edge, that, that, that nudge, and said, yes, you should go after them and you will recover everything. And that's exactly what happened. They went after them. They caught them and recovered every single thing. Now watch this. Sometimes we know what to do, but because of fear, we act like we don't know what to do. Oh, because what we know we're supposed to do is kind of a hard thing for our flesh to accept or hard for us to accept that I've got to go do this. And so, and so what happened is if I got the urge from the Holy Spirit and God has already confirmed it, then what I want to do is I want to call Ma, then I got to call Denise, I got to call Charmaine, I got to call Tanya, I got to see, I got to Mike, I got to call, I got to call everybody to say, hey, what do you think about this? What do you feel about me doing this? Do you think this is what I should do? Do you think that, well, what about this? Well, what are the pros and cons? Help me write out a pros and cons list. Tell me all the negative things that happen and all the good things that can happen. You know, well, why shouldn't, why should I, why shouldn't I? And, and, and that's not what we need at that point. If we, if we get that urge there and God has confirmed within us what we need to do, then it doesn't matter what anyone else will say. Because some people will talk you out of doing the good that you know you ought to do. And some people will talk you out of doing the stuff that you know that you're supposed to do. Simply be, and, and, they may, and, they, and they, they're not trying to be negative. They're just like, no, nah, I wouldn't do that. Because, because that's what they would do. But they're not in your situation. And the Holy Spirit haven't nudged them the way he's nudged you. And God hasn't confirmed it the way he has uh, confirmed it with you. So listen, there's going to be a point, job. I'm telling you, and you may, you may be, I saw all these things that mom was writing in the chat box. Listen, you may be even going through something like this right now. And, 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 and you have, and you physically and emotionally and mentally feel like I literally have cried all I can cry about this. I have literally been upset all that I can be upset. I have, I've been mad and I, I, I have no more space in my heart, in my head, in my spirit, in, in my soul for any of it. And I'm done with it. But, and so when it's time to move forward, we have to move forward and we have to keep going. And when we get to that point where we say, I am done doing that. But like everything else we saw uh, when we were going through Ephesians and going through all the other sermons and stuff like that, a lot, it's on us. It's on you. It's, not, it's, 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 it's a personal responsibility thing. I'm done doing that. Let's pray. And if anybody got something to say, we can, we, we can take that.